Are you feeling burnt out and disconnected? Do you feel like you're doing all the things to get back in control of your time and energy, but it's not working? Deep down, you know there's more to life than this, but you're not sure how to access it, and you're ready for a strategic shift. Consider joining us for our next round of Mastery and or our Mastery Plus business program, where you get personalized one-on-one support, accountability, and mindset training. Visit Heather Chauvin, C-H-A-U-V-I-N dot com forward slash mastery, M-A-S-T-E-R-Y. Visit today for details. Eleanor, you're here. Hello. I'm hiding in the woods and you're at home and we're going to have a juicy conversation. Um, I'll I'll never forget our walk down the uh, Toronto streets and you were like double the height of me. So I was like, it was a slow run. It was a slow run for me. It was awesome. It was awesome. I love, I, I, I knew to quote Anne of Green Gables that I had found a kindred spirit who enjoys early morning walks, um, early morning power walks. I'm all about them. Yeah. It's like, meet you downstairs. I'm all about, okay. So this is where the conversation is going today. This is kind of leaning into that. Um, you and I both have, you know, the online spaces, the internet is a beautiful thing and there's, it's a blessing and a curse. And so we see this anti hustle culture. And I have found that people have swung from one end to the other, right? They're like, Oh, I, I burnt out. Like I can't, you know, I'll do less, do less, do less. And then they're not doing anything. And then they're wondering why nothing's happening. But I think you, um, you ride the line in the middle. Well, um, I'm not going to use the word balance. I don't believe in it, but I'm just curious from your perspective of these women who are powerhouses, who want to create a life they love and all the things, um, what has, what have you found and what do you see with the women you're working with? Mm. I, I see, I mean, I think that the pandemic was probably one of the most significant, uh, shakeups to how women are working globally and what that felt, what that feels like for so many women was massive burnout. You know, we know during the pandemic that, um, women were disproportionately impacted by anxiety, by stress, by mental health problems, like all kinds, so much. They were the, they were the rope holding it all together. And what I really saw is that there were a ton of women who really burnt out that's continuing. And, um, to your point, the sort of the, the pendulum swung to this collective agreement that we don't want this hustle culture that's permeated so much of the world of business but the pendulum swung so far where to your point it's like people are afraid of being burnt out they are afraid sometimes of of having actual structure they misinterpret what it means to be disciplined and to me to have true freedom means that you create structure in your life i mean you and i were talking about how we're both sort of early to bed early to wake up people that takes discipline and structure to make that happen. The discipline isn't going to bed early, you know, and that creates a structure whereby you have, you're able to be well-rested and have energy. 
Um, but I'm definitely seeing women who are struggling with what does it really mean to not be to not be all caught up in the hustle? What does that actually look like? If I'm working hard, is that a bad thing? If I'm putting in a couple of weeks where I'm working a ton, am I am I letting the side down? Um, so I'm seeing a lot of confusion. Mm-hmm. I see a lot of um, like even before they can give themselves permission to go into it. So the woman who identifies as like a working woman, whether she is the business owner or she's in corporate, she identifies as like a professional working woman. I see her challenge as leaning towards the burnout. And then this other side of like, it's always like this double Dutch game. Like you're like, okay, am I going to jump in? Am I going to jump in? But this addiction, who was I saying yesterday? I'm like, no, it was something else, but I'm like, oh, that's, that's an addictive drug. This all or nothing attitude, like not having the discernment to know, okay, it's time to stop. Or you know what? Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna be available for the next two weeks. I'm hyper focused, and then we can go do this, and then I will have the space to do this. So, how do you begin to train yourself to do that? Mm-hmm. Like, where do people start? I hate asking for tips and tricks because I think it's bullshit. <laughs> but it's like, where do you start? actually I have a five step like, formula. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. five step formula. Five PDF. step formula. Yeah. Exactly. Get it done in a weekend. (laughs) That's right. I would say, I mean, honestly, um, one of the most profound things that I have learned in my life as a working woman or as a woman who has a mission and has a vision um, and has people that she loves is that my ability to... Requires work, by the way. Um, sorry to cut you off, but I think we are all working towards something. Yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I do think that all meaningful things require an investment and a showing up energy, you know? And when I, I used to not, um, really see that pool of energy within me that fueled my ability to show up and be present for the things that I care about. I I didn't see that as a precious resource. I didn't see that as um, an energy source and a an inner reservoir that I needed to focus on refilling day after day after day. I didn't realize that in order to provide that kind of output, whether it is showing up for clients, being present for my sons so that they feel my presence and they know that I care being present for my husband, um, being present for my soccer team. They don't want to show up at a game and I, I didn't play because I just didn't take care of myself and was exhausted. Like that pool of energy needs to be refilled at twice the rate as it's depleted. Mm. That's the rule, right? Like, so I used to sort of try to get by on just enough. Yeah. And I really thought I only deserved just enough. Um, and I have, what I have found has been that true sustainable growth, whether it's in my personal life or in my business has come with that like two to one ratio. Okay. Um, I that, need twice as much. Yeah. I think that itself is like a mind blowing thing, right? You're like, oh, well I can just recover, right? I'll recover this weekend or, oh, I'll take next week next week off. Also, I don't actually think we're talking about time. 
Can, can no, you talk we a are not. About that? Yeah. We're not actually talking about time and people think in time. So All what does time, that look like yeah. for you when you're like double down twice yeah. as much? What does that mean to you? Well, to me, it means, for instance, that pretty much um, every moment of my waking day is accounted for in some way. Um, and that means that I know there's time where I'm doing nothing. There's time where I am going for a long, slow walk in nature because I have some calls or a podcast interview in the afternoon. And I know that in order to be able to show up here and be sharp, listen, I'm talking with Heather Chauvin, that I better, I know that in order to show up in this way and keep up with you, I need to have restocked my well first. So I think about output. I don't think about it in terms of time. I do think about it in terms of the output of energy. So, um, you know, are you creating something? Are you uh, working on a project that's tricky or demanding? Are you um, investing in a relationship? Maybe you have like a teenager and it's kind of challenging at the moment and that's going to take a ton of energy from you. So how are you doubling up? And for me, it's very practical. It's like I take a bath every single night, every night with Himalayan salts, or Epsom salts and essential oils. <laughs> you know what I mean? I am like sweating every day to actually really make sure that everything that doesn't belong, you know, all of the things that came up in the course of a day where I'm do having tremendous output, that all of that I'm able to release. And so when I go to bed at night, it's just me. I love that. Like return to myself. Yeah. I'm always asking women, like, how do you want to feel? How do you want to feel? They state the feeling. And then I hear, but I'm so logical. I'm mm. logical. I want to feel productive. I want to, f- and I'm like, productivity is not a feeling. I want to feel in control. <laughs> feeling in control is not a feeling, right? Mm. So what do you say to someone who knows they need to do this? They know mm. they need to double down, but they're still in that side of their brain where they're checking the boxes. Like I do, Mm. I take the walks, Eleanor. I, I eat pretty good. I'm drinking the water. Why do I still feel like all over the place? Why am I not able to gain that presence? Mm. Oh my gosh. That's such a great question. I haven't thought of that before. I don't know about you, But as a driven woman raising children, time is my most valuable resource and anything I can implement into my day that allows me to eliminate decision fatigue, I'm all for. That's why I'm such a huge fan of AG1. The brain, gut, and immune health support in every scoop is the simplest habit I have ever instilled into my day. AG1 simplifies getting the nutrients your body needs. That's why I trust it for my daily support. Take charge of your health with AG1. Try it now and receive one year supply, one free year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash EU drinkag1.com forward slash E-U. I 
think the first thing that comes up to me is um, that what you're dealing with, and I've been there, you know, that what you're dealing with in that case is a an earlier evolution. So when I think about us as women, women value evolution and growth so much. And there is a stage in our growth and development where we value ourselves primarily through what we accomplish. And I think many of us have gone through that, where we are valuing ourselves because of what we are accomplishing. And then we get to a place where we understand we've accomplished all these things. And this is like a classic part of the heroine's journey. She's accomplished all of this stuff. And she gets to the top of the mountain and she realizes, oh, this doesn't feel like I thought it was going to feel like. And that is the call where for a return into yourself to value yourself for who you are and to, you know, to grow from who you are, not just from what you've done. And so when a woman says that to me, what I see is a woman who there's a call to evolve and she's not there yet. And so I think, you know, she's just not. And so it's about awareness. I think it's, you know, it's about an awareness around that. It's about having a conversation about what it looks like to be a next level leader who impacts and influences through who she is, not exclusively through what she does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's no one and done. There's no, you know, strategy. Like, yes, there's ways of being and everyone in their books and planners mm-hmm. will tell you all the things, the leaders. Yeah. But it's within yourself. Like you have to be able to do these things and ask yourself, how does that feel? What else is it that I am not looking at? What actions do I need to take? What conversations do I need to have? So let's shift this now to, okay, we're doing this. Let's go to leadership. Yesterday, I was talking to a room full of women who are all in corporate and I asked them, how do you want to feel? And, you know, teaching them my energetic time management process. And of course, at the end, everyone's staring at me like a deer in headlights. And I was like, what was your biggest takeaway? And one woman's like, I am so logical. Never in my life did I ask myself, how do I want to feel? Mm. And all of them were sitting there going, but how do I control the other people? How do I do this? How do I do that? And I thought there's a disconnect here from seeing that how you show up as a leader, right? These are women who have teams, how you show up as a leader actually influences other people. So can you talk about the bigger why and impact of why even doing this work is important? To me, it's about profoundly transforming business culture. So, you know, up to this point, like really since the industrial revolution, but actually since the agricultural revolution, most economic growth has been at the expense of the environment. And I'll never forget being at this uh, conference years ago where there was this brilliant uh, Aboriginal woman speaking. And she said that in her culture, they believed that the way you treat the earth is the way you, the way a culture or society treats the earth is the way that they treat their women. And so I think it's very profound. And when we look at all of the struggles and the challenges, I mean, these are pretty existential challenges that we're looking at in terms of things like climate, even AI, 
um, global conflict, I'm absolutely 100% a person who reads the news, you know, and understands like what's going on. That's not going to mess with my chi so much that I can't even read the news or open a newspaper, uh, by the way. But for me, you know, when I look at this, it's not just, I think it's a, what we're what we're looking at and the opportunity here is a profound time to transform business culture with a much more feminine imprint. And I think as women leaders, what we bring to the business world is a sense, uh, is this holistic approach. We, what we bring is um, deep empathy, deep care, and an ability to understand how those work with business results. And so when as women, we are not living that within ourselves, it becomes difficult for us to seize this opportunity to transform business culture the way that the planet actually needs for us to do so. So, you know, I think that's why this is so critical right now. And it's not a blame thing. So if you're one of these people who are like, I've never asked myself how I felt. Um, I feel weird doing it, (laughs) you know? You're not alone. I think this is something that we're going through collectively, and we're all figuring out together what it looks like, um, how you know how we do it. And I think women coming together and and developing solutions together has been how we have done things forever. You know, so we're all a part of it. And it's so. Oh my gosh! Every when you just spoke, I'm like, that's the clippable. That's the clippable. It was. It. It just, it, it's like it opened my heart a little bit more. It's like, yes, yes. Like there's so many layers to this. And when we, as women begin to realize that we matter, right? It's not about checking things off the list, but we truly matter. We are the core. We are the foundation. And when we heal, everyone else heals. Yes. I I don't know. Yes. Yeah. I mean. That's the core of all of it. It, It's the core of all of it. It's the core of all of it. You know that, and I can't remember who said it. Was it Gloria Steinem who talked about the personal is the political? Maybe it was Betty Friedan, like Mm. some luminary, you know, in the feminist movement. But how we treat ourselves as women, like when a woman really understands and prioritizes her well-being, truly, Mm. truly prioritizes her well-being, um, that that is feminism. That is transformation. That, you know, that she starts to impact people around her. She starts to generate change. It's not just about doing things outside. It's about doing things inside. And that's, you know, um, it's key. It's so key that, that, that I think we collectively understand that putting ourselves first and prioritizing ourselves is a gift to the planet, basically. You're fucking welcome. Like that's right. Fucking welcome. That's, that's all I say to people. I'm like, you're fucking welcome all the time. (laughs) Like you're welcome. I showed up. You're welcome. I did this. And what are you going to do to contribute? Like we're all working at this together. Um, And I think there's so much conversation around the all or nothing or the masculine or the feminine. And there is beauty in collaboration. There is beauty in understanding. And I saw an interview that you did. I don't even know his name. Men. Connor Beaton. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Men's. And what, 
what did that conversation take away for you? Because I'm at this phase in my, I'm saying my personal life, but my boys are getting older and I'm like, this is not about me screaming like, I deserve space. I deserve space. One, it's me talking less and actually just taking up the space or saying, I'm going to do this or like honoring it. It's not about yelling. Yeah. And, but watching my boys become men, um, that's a mind game as well, because I'm like, there's not a lot of space for who they need to become in this evolution as well. So just how do you bring both together? Oh yeah. I mean, I, yeah. So I have teenage sons too. Well, one and 16 and 12, and I'm watching them grow up. And, you know, again, I think it gets back to women evolving and our desire to evolve. And I have really seen, I've really asked myself what world they're growing up in and what values I want them to have. And, you know, I, for me, the work that I've done inside the feminist movement and corporate feminism and all of this has not been to create a matriarchy. It's been to create um, an inclusive culture, you know, where everybody is valued, including boys and men. And, you know, things like, we talk a lot about things like toxic masculinity, but I think what's happened is that we've started to refer to all masculinity as toxic masculinity. And so you're constantly, as a woman, it feels like you're constantly fighting something. And I agree. I don't feel that way anymore. I did, but I don't, Mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, and I think that's, also very much about embodied power, kind of like what we're talking about. When you truly value yourself and you truly know yourself, you understand, yes, there's times where I need to stand up for something, but I don't need to prove myself. And I also don't need to shout, I am what I am and you're fucking welcome. Yeah. And you don't. Go ahead. It's actually a from someone else. It's so good. Sarah Dean, your program is you're fucking welcome. And I'm like, yeah, you're welcome. It's really about showing up because you're changing people's lives. But I think the conversation we're having, as soon as you said like fighting, I, my brain went to like conscious parenting because Mm -hmm. I'm like, if I can see there's conflict happening, I'm not running towards, I'm not like making myself bigger towards the conflict. I'm actually softening. And I'm like, I'm here when you're ready. Yes. And yeah, it's it's a softening and you you expel so much energy when you're trying to prove yourself. It's, but when you just become yeah. you're like, "Oh, I see you're not ready to have that conversation yet. Let me know when you're ready. I'm here." Well, and I think it gets back to that wellspring, that inner resource that we're talking about, you know, again when we really value it and see it for what it is, we don't waste it or just let it splatter all over the place. You know, you, you use it. It's a resource that we can harvest and refill and take care of and nurture, um, that, you know, yeah. And, and certainly not to be wasted for folks who maybe aren't ready to be having these conversations. Yeah. I just think there's so much power and movement in, as you become an embody, like that's how people are like, how did you do that? How'd you do that? I'm like, you need to, take the action you don't want to take to become the person you desire to see other people being. It's a being, it's not a doing. And when you be that the world responds differently, people respond differently and you get more done. It's way more productive. Way more. Yes. So where can 
you also have more of these conversations on your own podcast and where can people find more of you? What are you up to these days? So I have a podcast called Anchored Intelligence and people can go and check that out. It's all about leadership, business culture, strategy, and deep thinking in those areas. So uh, that's a good place to start. And then I'm on all the social platforms. I love it. And you got a new puppy. I got a new puppy, Jessie. Oh my God. Life-changing. She's so cute. I love it. I'll be watching your puppy, your puppy vibes on Instagram. Um, And I just always appreciate conversation with you. You are wildly intelligent. And I just feel like my my mind blows open. You get me to think about things differently. And I think that's really, really important. So thank you for being you. Thank you, Queen. In March, we celebrate International Women's Day. And we also celebrate the anniversary. This year is the third year anniversary of my book coming out into the world, Dying to Be a Good Mother, how I dropped the guilt and took control of my life and my parenting. And as a thank you for being a part of this community, I wanted to gift you the e-reader version of my book. So if you head on over to Heather Chauvin, C-H-A-U-V-I-N.com forward slash free, F-R-E-E, book. Um, You will be asked to enter your name and your email, and then you're going to be gifted a code where you can enter this into the e-reader of your choice, and you can gift this to a friend. You can send them to the page, um, and that's my gift to you. So thank you, thank you, thank you for being a huge part of this community. I just love and appreciate you listening and interacting, Um, and I would also love if you share this link with a friend post it on the internet, do all the things and tag me. March is about celebrating us and empowering not only ourselves, but other women around us and the women before us and the women um, next to us. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you.